0: So, yeah, we actually had a great morning. We, uh, we took Mac to the Discovery Space at the uni and just... What is that? Is that like a science centre? Uh, there are elements of that. It's like a... It's called Early Start. So it's just devoted to kids' education, but with this focus on, like, early learning. It's really, really nice. Oh,
1: specifically for kids.
0: Yeah, like, you can take older kids there, but you can take younger kids there and they just have all these things to kind of explore like there's a mock building site there's a pretend wooden ship with penguin figurines around mm. it like you're in it in the antarctica it's just really cool but i knew that we had this recording today cuz uh you know we're recording earlier than usual and we went uh he woke up late how's this going to work i'm going to have to tell jason <laughs> oops i'm not going to be on time but we absolutely tied him out he had the best time and here i am so how about you i can see you you're rocking some longer facial hair than usual it's quite a cool bush ranger look
1: that's the second time i've heard that today um i will be trimming that tomorrow and taking care of that don't worry so don't be alarmed um i was in the woods recently so that's my excuse
0: all right yeah i saw some photos what was the story i
1: went to the woods and then just the beard just like expanded just because i think it could sense the trees and the nature and it was just like here you go so your testosterone yeah. just
0: exploded. You walked among trees and you were just like instant man.
1: Instant yeah, that that's what brought me to where I am today. <laughs> it took for, uh, almost 41 years but here I am. Yeah. I I have arrived. Well, congratulations. Um I wanted to say though now that Mac is getting on in his his old age. Mm. I think you need to go back to California now and go to the Exploratorium because I think that would be just for me as a kid and as an adult alike, like, that place was just
0: the best. Well, Natasha and I visited as adults. Like, well, I mean, oh, that's how go. we got there. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're talking about the places at San Francisco with, um, it's like, on the water or whatever? Yep, totally. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I think I oh. bought- a couple of books. It was that, so good. Yeah, there's a book I'm looking at right now on my bookshelf called Bird Love and I was like, "Oh, who's this awesome American photographer?" Oh wait, it's an Australian photographer. I'm buying an Australian book in the US. Perfect. <laughs> so you flew
1: to the US to buy a book from an Australian photographer
0: and then put it in my luggage to return. Yep.
1: <laughs> and then brought it back. Yeah. So that's good. That's it's good to get a book that that um is from right down the street yeah, after you good. travel halfway around the world. But no, it's a good
0: recommendation. We should uh, take him there if we get back in future i absolutely loved it it was great
1: it was i every time i've ever been there my whole life it's just been so cool so many cool like it's very hands-on and tactile like everything you get to touch and mess with and Mm. understand how it's working instead of just like a normal museum where it's like don't touch hands off like stand 40 feet back this is just get in there and like touch it ruin it do whatever you want to do it's just really a really cool place well so. you've
0: reminded me as a kid uh i used to go to the mm-hmm. science center quite a bit and my grandfather used to take me as well a few different mm. family members but um it was this really small kind of uh what would you call it? I, I think it was something else i don't know if it was like a greenhouse or some sort of hangar thing before but it was kind of like it was almost like a hemispheric shape it was like a dome but long in a kind of long rectangular. Is there a particular term for that? I think I'm just making it up. You can imagine like a dome from the front, but then it extends like a prism. What's the technical mathematical term for that?
1: Uh, A long sphere.
0: Yeah, one of those. But then it moved into this (laughs) um, bigger thing and they renamed it the science space. But I loved that as a kid. And they had like you drop the balls down and understand how physics worked, things spinning around. And they did the, is it a spirograph? Is that what it is when they have it kind of a pen on the string doing the loops and that's what they do on yeah, money and stuff right
1: yeah yeah, yeah. or like the plat did you ever do the plastic ones where it's like the rings that you put like a ring in a ring and then yes. put the pen in it and it does like all the crazy yeah
0: totally loved that and they had the uh mm-hmm. and then i think when they upgraded they have the planetarium there and i'm a sucker for that stuff if i can look up and hear a yeah. very soothing voice tell me about how small i am in the scheme of the universe that's great totally
1: yeah my two my two absolute favorite things are probably the most simple and that's the first one is Mm -hmm. there's two like half domes that you sit in across from each other way across from each other and basically barely speak and because of the way the parabolic cone thing happens you're just like you're right next to each other that one's great and then the one where it's like a a coil of copper Mm. that's hot and one that's cold, but you basically can't ever tell the difference between what the hell is what. I just, like, it's so (laughs) simple, but so... Just one of those like brain explode kind of things when you
0: first do it. I like when you touch both of them and your brain's confused. Is that what you mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, which one's hot? Which one's cold? I literally, maybe it's left. Maybe it's right. I really don't know because they just, your body like can't understand. It's so cool. I love that.
0: That's great. Um, You're just bringing (laughs) back all these childhood memories now. Now I want to go back there. Yeah. Uh.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There's just so many, like that place taught me so many There was so many things there that taught me to, like, explore further. Like, okay, here's a thing presented to you, but, like, go figure out why. It made you want to know the why versus just here's a thing and then you move on. Like, other places where it's like, here's a painting that's great. It's like, okay, cool, that was a painting. But this was like, wait, why the hell is that the way it is? Mm. I want to know why that thing is so weird. Help me understand that. So that was – if anybody's in the Bay Area, in California, in the United States ever – go to the Exploratorium. It's great. Not a sponsor, but it's great.
0: Yeah. And if you're in Wollongong, visit the science space at the UAW Innovation Campus and their early start discovery space for kids at the main campus. So also not a sponsor. I
1: will go there as an adult the next time I am in the
0: gong. But good point here, because you made me think of it. I was never a big fan of maths at high school outside of the most practical things Mm. like uh, numeracy, geometry, and things like interest or things that might have to do with finance Mm. you're like okay good i've got my life skills thank you i was never much of a surd or exponential fan or oh you know give me quadratics or something no thank you but if they had (laughs) taught mathematics with things like this yeah just some, even just practical kind of scientific experiments brought into the maths classroom, I think I would have enjoyed maths a whole lot more because you feel like a hypocrite going, oh, maths is boring. And then you go to the science space or exploratorium, which yes, it's science, but it's based on mathematics. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. I love it. Just don't want to do it in the classroom.
1: Yeah. It's not just pen and paper. It's practical experience, which I think for me, especially is like, that's the way I want to learn is practical experience, not just book and paper so yeah get out there exploratorium or just look do an internet search for like science museum in your area and i bet there's probably one like fairly close
0: well i'm really keen to see what mac does in future because i've kind of been trying not so subtly to get him into things like the planets and science Mm. so whenever it's like Mm. the aerial Apple TV screensavers that come up or I put a globe in his room I'm always highlighting things like earth sun and moon and now the moment something comes up and I don't happen to be in the room like Natasha's told me he just goes "Earth, dad like where's dad I need to tell him right now that the earth is here
1: (laughs) I I need to inform him that this is earth (laughs)
0: it's like you're standing on it I don't know if he gets that quite yet he's a bit too young but it's like well
1: in time in time yeah yeah he'll get there
0: So we're about uh, seven or eight minutes in. Should we address the elephant in the room?
1: Elephant in the room. Yeah. Um, Generally, so if anyone is new here, if this is your first episode, well, welcome. But this this is not usually how it goes. Turns out there's actually usually three of us here um we've got one so last episode if you were there you remember we did a vote at the end if we should continue the show Mm. um i said yes (laughs) martin said yes Mm -hmm. andrew took a really long time to answer so we sort of just took it as a no and decided well i guess it's just two people now that's completely a lie that is not the truth (laughs) andrew just had some other things he had to do so he will be here in spirit Um, He will also have a segment, but also probably most importantly, because I don't want people to feel like Andrew's not here or like feel uncomfortable, Mm. um, I have also took it upon myself to bring 10 facts about business (laughs) and Australian basketball. Oh, wow. So that people feel comfortable that he's still here,
0: if that's okay. So which should we do first? Should we cut to his segment, which... Honestly, we don't know what he's going to say. It's probably something really, really important and insightful from a business perspective. I would imagine. Do you want to do your facts first? What do you reckon? Um,
1: I figure I would just kind of sprinkle them throughout. So it feels like there's just sort of always three people's perspectives here. Um, But we can cut to his segment now. Mm. Uh, I think that would be fine. And then we'll come back from that in a bit.
0: All right. Fingers crossed. It is uh, normal for our first time listeners.
1: We hope. And now I've just noticed that he's actually in the waiting room for this call. So is he? (laughs) I don't know if he's doing it live. If he's doing a remote segment live, I'm not, I guess I'll let him in. All right. I don't, I'm not sure. Here, here we go. Or it's an imposter. We're not sure. Let's see. Here we go. Admit. Hello, caller. Hello. Caller. We can see his icon, his avatar. Caller. That's not looking good okay well because we thought he was going to be here after his segment live but he's not i'll i think i'll bring out my first uh business slash australian basketball fact please that's okay I, i'm dying to hear so um we're gonna go with uh number one are netball and basketball the same thing the answer is no
0: really wow i mean they yeah. both have little nets it's Surprising, it? Turns isn't it? out
1: they're not the same somehow. I did no further research, so I couldn't tell you why, but the answer apparently is no. See, I so. thought
0: with the basketball business crossover, you were going to say that netball is actually a reference to net versus gross. So it's really just a financial mm. ball game.
1: Ooh, a financial ball game. That's
2: exciting. Sounds like I like heaven. that. Can I just cut in there? Can oh. I just cut in there? Are you there? Yeah, yeah. I, I hear this has become a, a call-in show now based on yeah. the last episode where you can, listeners can just feedback directly yep yep i'm hoping to just quickly do that now yeah please do i'm in the middle of moving furniture um so i hope you don't mind but i just heard that basketball financial cross-reference and i, I just had away. Mm. would you believe you wouldn't believe this this is this is uncanny i'm literally carrying a wicker basket at the moment mm. and you talk about basket ball well mm. i've got the basket i just need the ball i'm mm. no joke in one hand i have my wicker basket this is incredible I'm talking about you're talking about baskets, balls, finance. I heard yes. you say something about nets. Yes. That's all I got. That's all oh, I got. Okay. Is this I like one of the
0: it. is this one of those radio things where we have to come up with some excuse that the news is about to start and we have to boot the caller off?
2: Oh
1: right. Yeah. We're actually moving into the next we have a big <laughs> announcement we need to move into. So thank you, caller. Um, we appreciate the the input. <laughs> um, please keep listening to hear more business and or Australian basketball facts.
2: Okay. And just before I go and get back oh, to my moving. Sure. Can I just remind everybody who is listening, save. Ah,
1: perfect.
0: Where you can get all of your wicker basket needs.
1: Yeah. Love personal plugs on the show. <laughs> 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 is there is there any other um, thing you'd like to plug that maybe people could give um, a small amount of money to?
2: Uh, yes, there is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oneprintplus.com.
1: Ah, there it is. Love it. Thank you. Thank you, loyal listener.
2: It's a pleasure. I, I, I'm sorry I can't talk to you longer, but the furniture away.
1: Good luck with the move.
2: <laughs> Watch your back. Au revoir.
1: I love when people call in when they're doing just normal day-to-day tasks. That's
0: great. Yeah, and I'm glad that he kept his, uh, his radio off in the background. His internet radio mm-hmm. or whatever streamers podcast. I don't know what we do. No feedback. Yeah. But now that we've heard that caller who sounded very much like Andrew, should we now go to Andrew? That was weird, right? It was very strange.
1: You think they were related somehow, maybe?
0: Maybe. Those Kenyans are a bit strange. Basically all of Western That's Australia. True. You just don't know what's going on over there.
1: Yeah, it sounded pretty, like, the way they were speaking, it sounded like they were wearing high-vis. So it was probably WA, I would imagine.
0: Yeah. All right, yeah. so uh, let's hear from the real Andrew. Hello,
2: Hemispherians. Hello, Jason. Hello, Martin. This is Andrew, coming to you from an unknown place at an unknown time but to be placed into a known episode of Hemispheric Views. So yes, sometimes we do this. We have our little individual pieces. Martin did his from New Zealand. I'm doing mine from somewhere not so glamorous. First of all, I want to follow up. There is always follow up in podcasts, it seems, and I have a piece today. But this follow up is really for Jason. You may recall in an earlier episode, we talked about wearing Ugg boots and Jason was horrified that I wore Ugg boots without socks. This morning I tried Jason's method again. I had my socks on. I had an hour or so to get ready for work. I didn't want to put my boots on yet so I went with the Ugg boots over the socks. It did not go well. I do not understand what Jason's on about. So what happened is that after about 15 minutes of Ugg boot, sock wearing, just wandering around the house, nothing exuberant, just walking around the kitchen, making breakfast, getting myself ready, that kind of thing, my socks had slipped off my feet and were bundling up in my Ugg boot. So they had slid off my foot. I ended up with a big socky bundle where my toes would be. And they were all twisted and gross. And I just don't understand... How you can wear socks with Ugg boots. I don't know if Jason has some super tight fitting sports sock that he wears. Probably it's dedicated purely for Ugg boot use the way he goes. But for me, the sock Ugg boot test is a massive failure. The other thing I want to talk about while I have you all to myself is something that I might call an app hack. App Hack Corner. Yes, App Hack. There are so many apps to track TV watching, and they're all good in their own way, but they're all overkill. And I thought to myself the other day when I wanted to start tracking my shows, there must be an easier way of doing this. I suddenly realized I am a premium subscriber to Anylist. Anylist is my grocery list app of choice. Grocery list app, recipe manager, that whole thing. Everybody talks about paprika. I don't know why paprika has such a mind share win in the market. For me, I'm an Anylist customer, have been for years. I love it. And I've used Anylist occasionally for other lists, not just groceries. I've used it for pack lists. I've used it for presents that the kids might like. I've used it for presents that I might like. I've used it for things that I need to buy at Bunnings. There are all sorts of things list can do. And I suddenly realized the other day, why couldn't list be my TV show tracker? So I set it up, TV in progress. And I've got to say, reports so far are pretty good. I just want to talk you through what I've done here because others might be interested. Others might not. If you're not, I'm sorry. It's nerdy, okay? What can I do? I just go on these tangents sometimes. Anyway... Each TV show that you're watching becomes an item in your list, right? So at the moment, for instance, the two in my list, because I've watched a few shows recently and culled my list by getting through the episodes, but the ones that I'm watching at the moment are Platonic on Apple TV and The Bear. Well, I'm not watching The Bear yet because those in America have season two. Those of us in the Southern Hemisphere and Australia are still waiting for its release. But never mind, it's on my list, ready to watch. So what I do is the item on my list is the TV series. So Platonic, the next thing you can do, you can set a specific store in any list. Now the store becomes my channel. So the store for Platonic is Apple TV+. For other shows, it might be Netflix or Disney+, Plus or Stan that we have here in Australia. So the store is the service. And finally, and this is the thing that I think is kind of cute, how do you track what episode you're up to? Well, any list allows you to set a quantity of items that you might want to buy. So all I need to do is each time I watch an episode is increment my item by one. I'm not checking it off the list. I'm just incrementing the item. So I can see here I've got platonic 9 as in, I want to buy nine of them, but I don't really want to buy nine. I just want to watch episode nine. There's also a notes field, and there you can put in perhaps the season if you wanted to. I started off putting the season and the episode number in that note until I realized the quantity hack, so you can do that. So then when you finish the series or you finish the show, you have given up on it, you've, you're have you bailing out, whatever it might be, then you can cross it off. You can check it as as purchased in any list and basically it puts a line through it takes it off your list but it can maintain a history so you can go back and view all the shows that you have watched that are crossed off your list so there you go any list as a tv show episode watch manager service you're just not going to get these kind of tips from any other podcast so there you go my two contributions to this podcast from afar. Ugboot follow-up, any list as a TV show manager. Now, it's back to the show. All right, I don't know
0: what we just heard, but it was pretty special.
1: It kind of sounded like the same person.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little bit terrified we're going <laughs> to get random call-ins now from people who sound like Andrew.
1: All of the Andrew Canyons of the world will call in. Um, So thank you, Andrew, for your segment on boop. It was very
0: boop. I know that first-time listeners are going to be very, very confused by what's happening. And I think it's great. So
1: confused. This is probably when people ask, like, what's the first episode I should listen to? Probably not this one, I would think. This could be very jarring.
0: We also have to decide what on earth we're going to do because um, loyal listener... David H. suggested that given our Mm. odd numbering starting with pilot zero and our recent 87A and 872 leading to 88, Mm. this would make this episode in fact episode 91 if you were to count all the individual installments in the regular feed rather than 89. So who knows? By the time this goes out, this could be 89, 91, or a totally made up number.
1: (laughs) Do Do we just skip to letters? Is this just like A, C... D maybe
0: well my my thought as a homage to you know apple history given that we generally kind of bond over that whole thing is there was no iphone 9 was there that's true so that would make this not 90 90? like you're kind of skipping 90? 90 do we want to do that i don't know do we do not 90 i kind of what episode is this now oh it's supposed to be 89 this I'm is 89 so confused
1: Te- technically this is 89
0: we <sighs> what are we doing
1: but, I mean, there's technical and then there's reality. So it's either 89, 91, 90, or 143.
0: That's a nice number.
1: Yeah. So we could just skip. Um, the, the sooner we get to 100, the, the faster I will be redeemed that I started it with three digits being 000. Mm-hmm. So that when we get to 100... If you look at all the episode numbers in a column, they all line up nicely Ooh. because they're all still three digits. Right. That, was, that, that
0: was the goal. So what you're saying so. is we should skip to episode 1,000.
1: No, no. We, <laughs> I just this said that won't go you. to 1,000. Just... No, no. this will. Regardless of how long this goes, 999 will be the absolute last episode no matter what.
0: Or do we just claim some sort of Y2K-esque problem and at the moment that we think it's Ooh. going to tick over to a thousand, it actually resets to zero. So you never have to have four digits.
1: I wonder if the system would allow us to do zero, zero, zero again.
0: Well, you just type it in. Like, you know, where you select the title, you just choose. And this is yeah. for people listening who have no idea what I'm talking about. When we select the episode yeah. titles, you can choose the type of dropdown down kind of drop down title format that you want and rather than choosing mm. the numbered one you just go my great title and then you just type in whatever you want oh okay it's like and when apple started doing mac os 10.10 10 and so on mm. whatever does it's not one it's 10 we could start
1: point systems we could just say this is 88.1
0: yeah with every subsequent release we go up by that decimal yeah.
1: Mm. Just never go past 88. Why not?
0: Anyway, listeners, you'll find out what the hell we decide. Um, I don't know what's going on, but I think that we should get to the news that everyone wants to hear and that you have mm. taken on as a responsibility, Jason, as a burden, mm-hmm. yet again on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. You are responsible yeah. for the Arcadia June leaderboard. What can you tell us about
1: 2023? So, this has been an interesting year, I will say. Um, there is a spreadsheet. So mm-hmm. Andrew is singing to the rooftops probably right now as he probably is hearing this, that there is a spreadsheet, um, but there is, it's not, sorry, it's not in Excel, it's in numbers because it looks better.
0: It's way better. Yeah.
1: So, okay. Arcadia June. This is the third year that we've done this now. Mm-hmm. It's been a blast every year. Everybody gets together. They play the games. we got a couple extra games this year and then we do a... Roundup of all the scores. We do a very sophisticated algorithm to figure out who is in first place, second place, third place, etc. Mm-hmm. So for this year, twenty twenty three Arcadia June, we had extra games, mm-hmm. and we had, I believe, more players than before. So that's great. Love to see that. And unfortunately, or fortunately, we've got kind of a problem. Yeah. We have a certain individual <laughs> that won the first year. Uh-huh. Good for them. That's great. Congratulations. Good to be a good win right out of the gate. Second year comes around. Oh, interesting. They won they won again the second year. Hmm, okay. Well, you know, it's it's random, you know, people are all trying. It's it's difficult, but but they won again, so that's good for them. So the third year we're like, okay, this is the year somebody's gonna dethrone the, the the winner. Yeah, it didn't happen. Three years in a row, Eric is the winner again for the third <laughs> year in a row of Arcadia June. And not only that, by like a wide, wide margin, it's not terrifying. It's easy winning every year. He's getting better every year, which is very, very concerning. So this year's Arcadia June 2023 winner is, surprise, surprise, Eric again.
0: Congratulations, Eric.
1: Oh, good job, Eric, on winning again for the third year. Um, His family is probably getting annoyed that he has a whole separate room of his house now just for Arcadia June trophies. So sorry about that, but really that's on him for winning so much. Um, so that's first place. Second place, you know this person pretty well. I think I do, Martin. yeah. I think yeah, I you do. know them pretty well. Um, this would be none other than Tashcan, second place. Fantastic. Good job. Congratulations. Third place now. Third place, Arcadia June 2023. Andrew will be excited about this. His mate, Furstenberg.
0: Congratulations! In place. And interestingly, well done. They swapped since last year, so it's yeah. the same. But there was a bit of a tussle and a little uh, bit of
1: a, yeah. a little bit of infighting there. Yeah, there was some some. And I I noticed at the end there, Eric came back and really started posting some scores at the end because I think he was concerned. So. Yeah, that's top three. And then top... So if we could just kind of go down the list, so we've got Eric, we've got Natasha, we got Furstenberg, we got Nick, Patrick, By, Valerie, Rob, Hey Scotty J, Alpine, Phil Stolery, and Laker are the the roundout of the the top, uh, top players for Arcadia June this year. And we usually do some kind of shout-outs for, like, exceptional stuff. So this year... Also, you know, like just put everything on repeat, it seems like. Um, we've got a bricko score mm. again from Natasha, but I think last year she was like eighty some thousand or something like that.
0: I think I've got it here. Okay. Arcadia June 2022, top bricco score, yeah. Tash can on sixty-three thousand six hundred and seventy.
1: Sixty-three thousand. Yeah. So yeah. Very good score, yeah, obviously. So this year she was like Well, you know, that was all right, I guess. (laughs) What about if this year I do, I don't know, 226,000 points for 2023? So it was obvious early on that no one even wanted to touch this game because she was the only one in the category for like weeks until people finally started putting scores in. But it's pretty safe to say, like, don't even bother in this game because, like, she's got it. So just accept it. Acknowledge that she's the best and move on.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. um,
1: the next one would be bubble mania is actually uh, Valerie had the high score this year of 36,985 for bubble mania. And then the third special shout out is not about a specific game.
0: Mm.
1: It actually goes back to the person that got first place in that they got out of the 21 individual games that are available. They got first place. In 14 of them, two-thirds of the overall games were first place by Eric. So I don't know if we need to ban him (laughs) or give him a Lifetime Achievement Award and just say he's not allowed to play anymore or what, but um, he clearly came out gunning for first place and he got it. So congratulations everybody that played. It was great. I'm super excited whenever we do this because it's fun to just play some games that are quick and have a little bit of competitiveness in a fun way. So thanks everybody for playing Arcadia June. There will be Arcadia June 2024, obviously. We'll see if we decide to ban Eric or not. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. We'll have to take kind of a judge's ruling on that. But As of right now, he's the one to beat three years in a row. So that's the goal, is to beat Eric in 2024.
0: Yeah, he is undisputed champion and uh, impressive scores from everyone else. So thank you for taking part, just like Jason said. And Jason, thank you for going to the effort again of compiling all of these scores to make the leaderboard. And listeners, if you want to see the full breakdown, all the different rankings, the scores that Jason's talking about, visit the links and show notes for this episode and you will see in the list there, a blog post that includes what we're talking about. And if you have suggestions for next year, whether it's for toppling Eric, expanding the competition, shaking it up a bit, (laughs) whatever you like. Otherwise, congratulations, Eric, winner of Arcadia June 2024. Amazing. (laughs) Ooh, okay. I think you've put this in here. Which one? Uh, The Windows thing.
1: I did not put that in there.
0: Oh, did Andrew do that? He may
1: have. So... We talked about Windows last time. Yeah, we did. And we were very um, accommodating to Windows, I felt. Could be argued otherwise. (laughs) But we, uh, in the Discord, I think we had some some chit chat. I believe it was Andrew that posed this question as to what was kind of better or, or what did, or maybe it was just in the show talk because people were responding to our comments. Yeah. But we had some feedback about windows in general and some things that people felt were better about windows than Mac OS,
0: which great. It is possible. Um, It's not
1: a competition, Uh, but here we go. All subjective. So Rob wrote in about window snapping which Mm. i thought was interesting i never even that that didn't even occur to me because i don't ever do that personally Mm. so there you go window snapping built right in so if you're into that
0: great i will say something on that oh yeah yeah um with window snapping i feel it's one area where maybe the mac does fall over a bit as an option for Interface arrangement or something. Um, I mean, generally, I prefer the Mac like you do, Jason, for just about everything user interface, but there are so many different ways of actually arranging Windows and navigating them. But the snapping does feel like a bit of an obvious thing that could be there if you want it. I use Magnet and I think it's great. Not all the time, but I can tell you that for show notes, particularly when I do stuff like uh, really specific stories, if anyone's listened to that, I arrange the transcript my IA writer window and my browser in these perfect thirds. And it's this beautiful optimal experience Mm. for lining everything up to make sure that I'm linking what's in any given research episode. So I think maybe this is an area where Windows has an edge over Mac. I don't really have any experience in using it. So the snapping tool on Windows might actually be crap, but I wouldn't mind if Mac included something like Magnet or Apple actually just bought the app and integrated it or something so opportunity for improvement as far as i'm concerned
1: and that was that was really specific stories at rsspod.net is that the one you're referring to? that's the one yes that's the one okay i just wanted to make sure that we were clear on that thank you um i do think it's interesting that there's this like not necessarily what could be done with each operating system but like what is built in is sort of the discussion like Mm. what is it out of the box versus like what could you get for it? I think that's kind of, that's it's like an interesting distinction because you could say like you know, take all the operating systems and allow like every third party option available mm. and that's like a different discussion than like just out of the box, what do you get and I think that that is it's an important distinction because you've you assume most kind of people that are coming to a computer are not into, like, all this extra crap. They're just sort of like, what does it do for me? Yeah. So that is is kind of powerful to have certain things available right out of the box versus having to go and find Mm. those things. Because the third-party ones may be, you know, equal, better, whatever, but you have to go know to find them so yeah. that is sort of an interesting
0: distinction yeah. and the magnet example has a really good uh, little menu bar item that shows you all the shortcuts or little graphical mm. representations of where your windows will end up because the problem of, of uh, introducing something like windows snapping i think whether it's windows or mac i think you actually do end up with some human uh, user interface problems because like on the mm. ipad like i'm a fan of things like slide over split view stage manager and so on there but increasingly those things are becoming kind of invisible or users have to stumble into them. So I can imagine that if Apple did bring in something and have it out of the box, it probably wouldn't be the perfect user interface experience because they would try to hide it or you'd have to hover or it's not obvious. So it could actually end up being difficult to discover. So I think that's another thing to balance Hmm. discovery and usability.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, Quickly, I just want to throw in that capabilities, capacity, constraints, mm. and culture are the four C's of business. Oh. You know, just to throw that in there real quick so everybody's aware. Um, the next Windows feedback we had was from Furstenberg. Firsty. I don't use multi-monitors, so that would not be a thing I would notice. Have you noticed anything with multi-monitors on the Mac?
0: We're talking about like second and third displays i assume so um i think yeah look I'm, I'm not a huge fan personally of using multiple monitors uh, i don't like things that are offset or diagonal um that's mm. just more of an ergonomic thing you know to be fussy i think the mac handles it pretty well and has increasingly done a better job of it um you know particularly now with things like ipads with that universal control i think that's improved but maybe there is something about Windows having an edge over it. I'm not sure. Maybe Macs are a little bit more difficult because of very specific Apple-blessed resolution settings or something. But mm, my personal experience is that it's been okay when I've had to use it.
1: All right. And then we've got Phil on Mastodon. Ooh. I don't know if you've heard of Mastodon. It's a new up-and-comer. Yeah. Window manipulation. I'm not quite sure.
0: We're talking about resizing and moving around. I'm wondering if that's around. related
1: to, like, snapping or
0: I feel like Andrew's going to be a little sure. bit cross with us because he put this in here and we've just gone, eh, we'll just run with yeah, it. Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. He read everything about this and we have no idea. So I'm going to assume he will have follow-up on this.
0: Yeah, it'll be follow-up for time. the follow-up.
1: Follow-up, follow-up. And then David H. came in with right-click features. So I think what he likes is probably right-click saved to briefcase is what I'm assuming is probably what he's talking about.
0: Oh, yeah. you got to take your briefcase seriously.
1: It's got to be, right? Like, where else are you going to put it? Briefcase.
0: Mm. Has to be, yeah. One thing I will say about window manipulation. Um, Mm -hmm. I think with window manipulation, I, again, I'm so used to using the Mac that you kind of have to step back and go, how much of it am I just used to? And do I find easy? Because I've kind of grown or shifted with the system where a novice or someone coming in might actually find it difficult. One thing, Mm -hmm. I want to know your thought on this. Increasingly with certain apps, we're seeing... Uh, reduced or less obvious toolbars or app Chrome. What do you think of that? Is that, I don't know if this is what Phil on Mastodon is talking about, but if we're talking about dragging windows around or knowing what's a handle versus a button or a grabbable area, do you see a regression in that area on the Mac? At least in terms of what's obvious?
1: I think for the most part, people have kept the top bar fairly sacred in terms mm. of you've got your three dots in the left and yeah. then just a very clear bar but i do think there has been this sort of move toward removal of the the bar i guess in this yeah. like like how do we hide it or make it be more invisible or just delete it entirely mm. and i do think that's sort of weird in a sense, or we move the like three dots and everything like as far to the top as possible. So there's like two pixels between that and the top. And I think it ruins consistency and makes it confusing from a user perspective of like windows should be windows and then everything should be inside of that. Yeah. Versus you get to really manipulate the outside edges. And so I think there has been a slide toward removal of that sort of outer chrome area yeah and i i don't think it's the best because i do think that that leads to why is this different than the other one they should all work the same and some windows like it's hard to know where do i grab it like how do i even move the move the window at all Um, I think the worst offender for this that I can think of is (laughs) funny enough, join our discord. Uh, the discord app (laughs) is sort of one of the worst offenders of this because you can only grab the top in certain areas. It's horrible because other areas are menus or like buttons or things that if those are covered by something like you have to move the other thing before you can move the discord window so there's only like maybe 30 percent in the middle you can really grab mm. reliably that's the example that comes to mind where i'm just like just let me grab the damn window and move it yep and not have to like figure out where is grabbable
0: see i totally agree with everything that you said i think some of this is apple's fault and some of it's not apple's fault i think where you kind of see that it's apple's fault is in that kind of attempt to make things consistent between the iPad and the Mac, for example. And quite often they say, no, the systems will not merge. They are their own distinct things with their own own distinct uses. But then kind of full screen iPad app thinking bleeds into a multi-window system like the Mac and then elements are removed that really need to be there. But then the third party kind of app fault, like you said, the discords and slacks of the world not really being good platform citizens but then you look at other app developers and i actually think i brought this up in that uh, new windows corner channel that i think andrew put in the discord made me feel slightly sick for a second but i'll move on from that Um, you know you see the likes of pixelmater pro uh again none of these are sponsors we don't have them you've got pixelmater pro audio hijack ivory for mastodon mars edit all these great apps and you can tell that the people who make them get the spirit or the psyche of what the mac user interface was and what it's supposed to be and they're delightful and they follow all the rules and you never feel confused navigating those interfaces so i don't know if we've kind of gone off on a tangent here but i think andrew thank you for putting this in uh because it's prompted like what actually is working and maybe what's better or broken
1: i would just reply to that that basketball quickly took off in Australia in 1897, just six years after it was invented in the United States by a guy named James.
0: And his surname was Basketball, right?
1: I think it must have been. I didn't really read too much further into it. I kind of stopped after it said James. <laughs> In 1931, the Victoria Basketball Association spearheaded the growing expansion of the sport of basketball in the country of Australia. So there's that.
0: So what you're saying is that Victoria is superior to Western Australia.
1: That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's the word on the (laughs) basketball street. Yep. (laughs) Perfect. He's going to love this episode. He might actually not come back. This may actually be, in fact, the last time you ever hear from
0: him we'll see. Do you reckon Andrew likes to collaborate courtside? Is that how he thinks?
1: I think so. I think courtside collaboration, because it's also sort of the CC and then like Canyon courtside collaboration is sort of his jam.
0: To achieve like a three point pivot?
1: Three point pivot. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that.
0: With a synergistic swoosh.
1: Ooh, look at that. Thank you. I love this. This, this is good
0: oh you know the moment i get some validation just phew,
1: yeah. maybe we don't need him back no we need him back i think we need him back
0: yeah, it's need a him bit back real.
1: the people the people the people want what the people want he's also know? the
0: elder of the podcast you know what i mean
1: he is the elder yeah he's got like a big cane and like and like a big hat with like white flowing hair is that him wait am i thinking of someone else i think you're, you're, you're describing gandalf.
0: gandalf dressed up as the monopoly guy <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Well, I kind of think of him as the Gandalf wearing the Monopoly outfit
0: of the show. Are we talking Gandalf the Grey or Gandalf the White? Like, where in his kind of Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon evolution phase are we we going?
1: That's a good question. He sort of encompasses, like, all Mm. simultaneously. Like, he has that kind of power.
0: Okay, I don't know if this makes any sense to you or if, like, Mm. because the age difference isn't that huge, but sometimes you miss these things. Like... Did you ever remember, like, the Animorphs? Yes. Do, do you remember, like, the book covers that went along with, like, the TV series? What the, the book covers for Animorphs were like?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: And you'd see, like, this pre-teen or tweeny or, yeah, I don't know, were they teenagers or whatever? They'd be, like, morphing into a frog or a goat or a moose or yeah. a hawk or something. So, Andrew is basically, yeah. like, a basketball Gandalf Monopoly guy Animorph, and we're seeing all yeah. ten stages of his metamorphosis into that character.
1: I think that's absolutely right. Yeah, it's one of those, like, those lenticular pictures Mm. where you're sort of just moving your head back and forth and he's all things depending on the angle you're at.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I love that. And if you actually hold it under a certain light, there's, like, a numerical value aligning with a spreadsheet that you can take to create a formula to find the perfect basketball strategy for any given day in one of his commentating sessions.
1: I think that's, yeah, it's... Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that what I just said was such bullshit that you didn't know how to address that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is great. To to round out the business facts, one in 10 Europeans are conceived in an Ikea bed.
0: Really? You didn't just make that up?
1: No, it's a business fact.
0: When you say conceived in an Ikea bed, are we saying people went to Ikea They were happy with the bed, bought it, the bed frame was delivered and they assembled the flat pack at home and then conceived the child. Or are they actually so desperate, unable to get out of the store and they're stranded within the maze that is IKEA that they actually have to use the IKEA bed to conceive the child and hope that they get out after they've had their meatball meal?
1: I read it as the latter where you're in an Ikea and you're so lost. You're in there for enough time, you know, nine months plus to where (laughs) you're like, well, we're here. I guess we live here now. And now we have a child in an Ikea. But fortunately, there's a children's bedroom right over there that's all set up. So it's all good.
0: Absolutely. And you head over to Coffee Car. And uh, if that's how you pronounce it and get your pastries. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, you get your pastries. You got your meatballs. You got your... Swedish pancakes, Nordic pear water, pear water. Yeah. Like it's got everything you need. What else do you need? You go downstairs. If you want to have some outdoor living, Mm -hmm. you go upstairs. If you want to have more of your like traditional housing, it, it, it works out
0: as long as they're cleaning the sheets
1: and they got those fake computers that we have already talked about. So you're set with that.
0: So business, pleasure, sustenance, it's all in Ikea.
1: Covered brought to you by Ikea or Ikea. There you go.
0: All right, count us down.
1: In three, two, one, stop.